Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This is David Moyes. This is Yapstam. This is Ryan Fraser. This is Troy Daly. This is Jürgen Klopp, and you're listening to The Big Interview with Graham Hunter. This is The Big Interview with Rudolphus Antonio Mackay, or Roy Mackay, as you know him. He's a Golden Boot winner. He was champion of La Liga with the fabulous Super Depor in 2000. He was Bundesliga champion with Bayern Munich. He's a Dutch international now. He's part of Giovanni van Bronckhorst's coaching team at Rangers. We met at the old Murray Park training ground on the outskirts of Glasgow in Leafy Bear's Den. And as the rain <laughs> battered against the window, literally, you may hear it. We discussed everything from Dutch against German rivalries... Euro 88 and that monstrous semi-final where Holland defeated Germany on the way to the title. The influence of Franz Tyson. Do you remember Tyson and Muren when they came from Dutch football to Ipswich? So the influence of Tyson on Roy Mackay's career. Why Roy was nicknamed the Phantom. The first time he met Der Bomber, Gert Müller. Life at Bayern Munich. Roy's a brilliant talker. Funny man. Brilliant recall. And if by some horrible chance you don't remember Roy playing live, begin your odyssey through the life of this marvellous Dutchman by spending 5, 10, 15, 35 minutes, it doesn't matter, on YouTube, just watching Roy Mackay goals. And then you try and tell me which was his stronger foot. An utterly gorgeous, brilliantly improvisational striker. One of the modern greats. This is Roy Mackay on The Big Interview. Big Interview listeners, we're with a striking legend today because Roy Mackay was world class without any question whatsoever. He did extraordinary things throughout his career, including at Vitesse and Feyenoord. Probably the things we'll concentrate on most today would be his time winning the title at Deportivo La Coruña in a cup-winning side in the Centenario game at the Bernabeu, his brilliance for Bayern Munich, doubles everywhere. But irrespective of which club you played for, Mr. Roy Mackay, um, for us, for the three of us, and I bet for our listeners too, you embodied something about an era when there wasn't internet coverage of football all the time. There wasn't television coverage of football all the time. So for certain people in certain countries, all you were was a name because it's not like now with blanket mm -hmm. coverage. And I remember first seeing your name in world soccer and it was Tenerife, maybe playing Real Madrid, and it was Mackay 1 and then Mackay 3. 
And I thought to myself, I must follow this guy. Do you remember that era when maybe you were already a super professional and famous, but the era before blanket coverage of television, people didn't know how you played and what you stood for. That's an era that you emerged in. Do you think that affects how well-known you are now that... No, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I never played the game to be famous. I just... It was like a, a hobby who, who became my job. I mean, and I think still think it's most important is that you enjoy your job. And of course, some, eh? if it's a player or a coach, of course you have bad days. But I mean, I liked... Eh? My job was doing what I like, playing football and... In a young age, a lot of some people thought I, I could do it quite well, scoring goals, and so I made up my career. I mean, like you said, in that time you just had <laughs> the broadcast in Holland, of course, maybe away then in, in, in European game because I remember my European game with with Vitesse was Norwich City away. I, I didn't play the game where I was on the bench. And then, then there's a little bit more. And if you compare it nowadays, I mean, we have podcasts, we have YouTube where you can see so many clips. And at that time, I remember the only thing was on Sunday evening in Dutch television, you, all have, you had like the highlights from the Spanish division. Of course, every, uh, we had German television. There were also every Saturday, six o'clock, you had all the highlights from the Bundesliga. Yeah, now, yeah, I mean, in, in Holland, they broadcast almost all the league. I mean, it changes to where, I mean, then it's in this channel, then they lose the rights and it goes to the next channel, but you can follow every league nowadays because people like football, not only in the stadiums, because I think it's always the best to see the matches live in the stadium, but yeah, you don't have to miss anything anymore. And in my period, when I started, yeah. You had to be a detective to find out <laughs> how does Roy Mackay play? Yeah. Which foot is his better foot? Why does he stand out? You had to be, you, you, when I was reading about you, first of all, I just had to imagine and of course, your name caught my attention because it sounds Scottish. It is. Is there an easy way to explain why a Dutchman is no. called Mackay? Uh, I know. I've seen once like a family book a long, long time ago, and I think it started in Scotland with M C K A, and from there on, I think it it just gets altered I'm, a little bit. I'm 100 percent Dutch, but <laughs> far, far, far away. There's, there's it's a, a little bit Scottish inside. But, that might explain but, the brilliance <laughs> at football. A couple hundred years ago, probably. <laughs> No, but I know, because that's why sometimes I now they write my name with a C in between as well, and I have said, no, no C. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. When you grew up, um, where are you geographically? You're quite near the border of the Netherlands and, and Germany, yeah. is that right? It's not Nijmegen itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, 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 I was born in, in Wijchen, a small uh, village, not small, I mean, small, to, I think 25,000 inhabitants, so it's not that small, yeah, next, to, uh, next to Nijmegen. And then I think on the age of eight or ten, we moved to Nijmegen. So, but it's, it's close to the German border, it's like 20 minutes. I ask you a little bit because in a previous interview, we, we had Rainer Bonhoff, who's yeah. a legend of German football. He made the assist in the 74 final yeah, yeah, to, yeah. for Müller to, to beat the Netherlands. And he told us a crazy story. He said that he was Dutch. He was Dutch, and at that stage, they weren't allowed to. They were a Dutch family in Germany. They weren't allowed to have a Dutch passport. And he only changed to be a German about two years before the World Cup final. And he said in, for them living in that era, so close between the two borders, there were a few people who kind of might have been born on one side of the border but had sympathies to the other side of the border. When you grew up, were you like 100% Dutch and Germany was just over there? Or yeah, were there yeah. any German influences? No, not really. 
No, I mean, just like everybody, I mean, you, you already noticed the, the rivalry between Holland and Germany because of, eh, of course, of the 74 final. Um, when I was young, of course, Holland beat Germany in Germany in the Euro, Euros 88. That's what I was going to ask you about. No, but I mean, not, of course, when you speak to your grandparents, that's, that's different when they speak about Germany. They speak but, about the war. I mean, that's a sad part of the history, world history generally, that those things happen, but... I mean, I felt this, the, the rivalry when you play each other, especially now I'm skipping a lot many years, but when I played at Bayern and then some, when we had games against Germany, as the rivalry in the team, because you, te- you play your teammates, and, but that's nice. Training games where you, you, you play against each other? No, or no, national, no, no national, national I mean with the national team. And of course, then, then on the Saturday, Oliver Kahn was my teammate, and then on Wednesday, we played against each other. So then, yeah, you know, the one who wins has but a nice week when he comes back to Munich. Oliver was a nice, quiet guy. He I didn't had, have a big I really good, so. I really good relationship with him. Hell of a guy, though. Okay. Hell of a leader. Amazing goalkeeper. We come to Bayern. I'm interested in 88, the semi-final particularly, because yeah. there's been some brilliant football writing about it. And they've suggested that there was a massive national need, more than just two neighbours bumping into one and each other. It, it was held in, in home territory. The Germans had a history of winning. The Dutch at that stage had a history of nearly winning. Yeah, two, World Cups, yeah. two World Cup finals, etc. And, and you must have been about the right age to, to soak up the tournament and the, and the experience of, of the semi-final. Yeah, I, I mean, I was born 75, so I was 13 at 88, so I, I lifted... The way a young boy should live it. The feeling was in Holland, especially after the semi-final. I mean, they didn't start the tournament really well. They lost against the Soviet Union at that time. Then I think they beat England, and then spectacularly by, with the Van Basten. Yeah, with three, with three goals, and then I think then against Ireland, it looked like a draw. They were out, and then you know, a shot from Kuman got deflected by Kieft and it went in, and that's why Holland. Yeah, Pass on to the semi-finals and then yeah, playing the the favourites in Germany. I think, think also, of course, looking back at the '74 World Cup final, and then this time they, they beat them. So I mean, maybe maybe the Holland already felt that. I don't say this, but maybe they felt oh, this was maybe already our final in the in the tournament. Because I mean, the first game, the final was against Soviet Union again. Again, but the first game, I mean. They lost, but they were the much better team. The only Soviet Union had an amazing goalkeeper, Dasayev. Yeah. And then in the final beat them. But I think apart from the only thing in Holland, apart from winning, they speak about the goal from Van Basten in, in the final. But I think the, the win against Germany maybe was a little bit bigger. Even bigger for the significance. Yeah, but the whole, the whole country like exploded in that moment. We beat Germany in Germany. I mean, the last time they beat it was the World Cup final. So, I mean, and it's the only success so far we had. I mean, of course, we we were in three World Cup finals, but unfortunately, we lost all three. But yeah, we were. You know, Holland was European champions in '88, and it's yeah, it's a big achievement. I'm going to talk on a small thread here. Do you remember? Everybody remembers Van Basten's goal. Yeah. It was extraordinary. Uh, uh, Maybe in training or in matches, once, you once, better no, than no, that. No, 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 no. Probably. A, that's a once in a lifetime. Who made the pass? Uh, yeah, I know Arnold Muren. Didn't he play a role in your career? Wasn't it Arnold no. Muren? No, no, I had Franz Tyson, and ah, Tyson. he played with him at Ipswich Town. Okay, and Tyson because Tyson and Muren came for our yeah, mentality as a couple. Yeah, yeah. When yeah, yeah. no foreign footballers came to Britain and I they know. came to Ipswich, and they played a different brand. They okay. seemed to have more time and more space, and they seemed to be 
elegant, if that's a word that you yeah, accept. No, but I mean, I had Van Steijsen because when I went to Vitesse as a 16-year-old, he was playing in the, in the first team and he was coaching like, yeah, nowadays they call it the under-17s. So I had him for four years. He, he was my coach in the under-17s. And then later on, when I had to move up age category to under-19s, he was my coach as well. So I had him four years as a youth coach. And in the beginning, and you trained during the week. We, we trained two times a week. Or the, and then we had a friendly game in the weekend because... Yeah, in that time, like Fidesz was a foundation, they could only have three teams, so we were just playing friendly games. And then on Sunday, you watch your coach playing in the Dutch league, and of course, you know the stories about the elegancy because he, he played like a centre back, but it was yeah, the way he, he played. But yeah, he was his technique was amazing, and that's what eh, I remember. Every training, we started with 15 minutes of yeah, technique drills, and he yeah, he showed me, he, he gave the example himself, so. That's the best way to learn, and then you see it in the game that he uses stuff you learn on training. He was like a, you're better with words than me, but he was like a Rolls Royce. Because whatever situation he was in, he had two or three solutions. Mm -hmm. It feels to me like, he wasn't a giant man, but he was a reasonably big man, but his balance was super. So that the ball became not something he had to think about controlling. It was part of his body, and therefore he was looking and he was moving in ways that gave him space and then, and then solutions. Am I doing any justice in terms of how to describe him? Is that no? But I mean, I don't. Of course, I know the stories. What what they achieved with Ipswich Town, him and and Arno Müller, I think. Yeah, Müller came over at the same time. No, they, they won the. They won the. I, won I think the UEFA Cup. Yeah. So, but I I just saw him as yeah a player end of his career playing at Vitesse in the first team. Yeah, like I said, his technique was amazing, and I mean, if you have and nowadays you can't imagine the your coach is still playing in the first team. He taught you things? Yeah. He, he, he really was into me getting, eh, that I could shoot with both feet. Ah. He said that's a, important for a striker. D does that mean that before, when you're playing street I was, football... Oh, no, you, you I was always okay with, both, with, with my left foot as well, but he, he encouraged it in, in some... Because I remember sometimes we had like a drill, he said, only use your left foot today. Or try to use your left foot, because I mean, only your left foot... It's impossible, but or just shooting drills, just with your left foot, and in the beginning it's okay, and See, it's you, getting better and better and better, and, and then the end was for me it didn't matter left or right. Or, that's it. Yeah, Originally I mean, you were right. more right. Yeah, because yeah, if I have to take penalties or free kicks, always with my right foot. But at the end, in a finish, in a split no, second finish, I, I think all my best goals are with my left. Well, if if you go back and look, which we've done, the left foot volleys, not all of them, yeah. they're they're glorious. Yeah. But not just for the, how clean the strike is or how powerful it is. Sometimes when you wanted to loft it or when you were taking advantage of a quick situation, the thing I like as well, beyond the technique, is you didn't have to think about whether you could use your... Recently, recently I've spoken a lot to Fede Valverde, playing yeah. in the midfield for Madrid, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's very right-footed. Yeah. And this season, there's been big publicity about Courtois and Ancelotti saying to him, score more goals. But in the two interviews... And he's doing that. He is doing that. But in the two interviews I've had... I asked him about your, three of your last five goals have come left foot, but left foot top corner and left foot like a penalty box striker where he does this, then that, and finishes. And I asked him, and he said, "Well, I'm not as good on this, but now I don't because of my confidence is good. Yeah. I don't think so. That gives me a split second more time, so I'm scoring yeah, more." But I mean, he's a midfield midfield. I think, for, in my opinion, for strikers, even more important. And you don't have to be like it's fifty-fifty, but if defenders know that you only 
one shoot with your right or with your left. Then they read your movement. They read your movement. If you then twice go to, to your bad foot, then they think, oh, and maybe then the third time you can shoot with your, with your preferred does, foot and that makes you more difficult to defend. Does that much, not confusion, but is, 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 does that much time in a defender having to think for a, a split second, does that give a good striker enough time to, to be more free in the penalty box? Yeah, because I mean, the, the faster you shoot, the less time the goalkeeper has to react. So, but I mean, we, I mean, nowadays, even more than in my time, you analyse everything. So, of course, if the way I analyse centre-backs, they will analyse the strike as well. So, that if they know he always, in this season, he always wants to go to his right foot and shoot. Yeah. Did you analyse centre-backs? A little bit. No, in the meeting, I just looked. You know you can admit it now. They're not listening. No, but I, I, I look and just... How do you say that? Yeah? What they did in the pitch, if they were slow or they had struggled yeah. with some movements... Not, not too many because you want to try your own game and it's more like the connection I had with my teammates yeah. but of course you because if you know for one you know, he has problems when you run on this side in his back then you do that of course but how did you then you always analyse the strengths and the weaknesses of, an, of a team but of course if I'm a, sta- I'm a as a centre forward you always play at least against two centre backs sometimes against three of yeah. course you want to know details because uh, uh, when I, I remember when I came back to Holland after long after, time. After Munich. After Munich. So then the goalkeeper goes to find it. He always gave me some tips about goalkeeper. This line, this one runs out very fast. As if you touch it, it will hurt. But then, no, but that's small details. can always How, help. And in, in a game, you don't think, what did he say about the goalkeeper? But It's, in the, it's buried yeah, in somewhere, there somewhere. Yeah. How did... How did you actually do that? Because now, as coaches, you've got too much information and you have to plan what to use. Yeah. Back then... Did you watch television to watch a striker? Did people give you videos? In the little bits of studying you did do, how did you do it? No, not really. I just tried to develop my own game, of course. But getting your, just your strengths better, but also your weaknesses, like I said, your left foot in the beginning. and then. But I mean, studying the centre-backs, I mean, what was that? Because no, but it was just, at that time, we already had analysis of an, of an opponent. Not as, you, as, 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 as much as we have it now, because with all... All the development, the innovation through the years. You had video technology to study. No, we had like the, the normal video clips. I mean, when I played with Bayern, I mean, like in Spain, we never yeah, with Bayern the home. Like, let me say the the league games, we didn't watch the opponent. I mean, we got some information from the coach. This is the way they play. This is the way they defend. But when we went to Europe, the Champions League, then we got some clips. I mean, but I think we speak now about was it 15 years ago? Mm. So another. It's innovation. I mean, I think if we if we had the technology we have now, yeah, we, maybe <laughs> we could have done better. Or you you never know. Difficult to say. I mean, you we live in this time now. Goals. I don't know. No, but I mean, it's that was our time. This is the time now. So I get I you. I mean, it's a thing. It's not only in soccer. I think in every sport and every company. Yeah? Things develop, but you have to be careful how you use it. Otherwise, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. you can give your pupils the sometimes you can give too much too much information for sure. And so, no, but there's different because some players they want a few, uh, want just a little bit of information, and some want a lot. So it's also individual. You have to listen to their needs. Yeah. Okay. Why were you the phantom? Because I think that was in Germany when a bit built. So I think you know the, you know the, the paper as well. I do know built. Everybody knows Bill. No, but I think I, because I, I scored a couple of times, uh, I think three or four games in a row, I scored a goal in the injury time of the game. And that's why they, they gave the name. And then in the end, you could go both, could go both ways. 
Because sometimes, I mean, I think I played a game for myself. I, I knew myself if I played well or I played yeah. bad. Yeah. And sometimes I played a good game, I didn't score. And then they say, oh, yeah, defend them. We didn't see him. So, but, no, but I know how press works. So don't worry. When We're, I played, the only thing I cared was what, what, what my teammates and what the club thought yeah. about me than what the press thought about me. But also, like you said, you knew when you'd had a good game. Yeah. And, and, and I know it. I think I know if I played bad or wrong, and so sometimes, of course, you can have a different opinion with the coach. But yeah. I think if you know it from yourself, then you're not that far away from the opinion from the coach. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Given that you were a very, very, very good striker, how many times could you play a game, not score, but come away happy? No, but for me, the important thing, thing was always that the team won. Only? Yeah. I mean, uh, as a striker, you have to be selfish, but not too selfish. I've been, yeah, I think you can ask, I think all my teammates, if I went on a goal and the teammate was next to me, I always passed it to him so he could score. I've seen other examples when players try to score themselves instead of... I mean, the end is about winning a game. Because I remember my last game for Deportivo. At, the end, at that time, I didn't know it was my last time. Uh, and I was up to winning the Golden Boot. Yeah. I know. And in that game, the team tried to make me score. Then somebody like the, went like the goalkeeper waiting for me and I just I said, play. Just play. Just play there like we're always and then I will get my chances. If you every time wait for me, it doesn't work. Just play. Do you, when you watch other strikers then, uh, because we could name, the, the striker whose technique I see you a little bit like was Luis Suarez at his best. I see things about his movement, his timing, his intelligence. He was quite two-footed. But for example, I see you very different from Cristiano Ronaldo's very, very talented man, but very, very keen on scoring and keen on his statistics, which don't read that as a criticism. No, but I see them as two different brains, two different types of men. When you see strikers, either during your career or since your career, do you see anybody that you go, yeah, he's quite like me or I'm quite no, like him? No, I never look like the way like that. Ever? I, no. I, know, I knew my quality. I mean, you like so I don't think so because, I mean, I, I think was, I was also quite fast to run in the channels, especially with Deportivo in that time, a lot, especially the away games. We tried a little bit more defensive and then I could use the space behind the defence. But I never look like that. It's the same as if I work with strikers, if it is now or before. I don't want to say you have to do this because I did it. No, I try to see what their strengths and weaknesses are and try to improve them to become a better a Graham or a better... I don't, no, but I mean... <laughs> You'd find that no, easy. No, but I don't want to say I want to make you eh, a copy of the way I play. No, I mean more... No, but I don't look at it that way. I mean, Who I do was, you like watching is what I mean. Who no, do you I, like, I like a lot of... Uh, watch, I like Lewandowski. Yeah, I think... Ben Sema, the last couple of years, he's. I mean, I think in the beginning he was always 
in the shadow of Ronaldo. He was doing, and then now when Ronaldo made him, uh, he moved to I think Juve first. He went to Juve. Yeah, but then now all eyes were on Benzema, and he's doing brilliant. The last couple because ah. you, if you see how many goals he scored, I think for the moment Cristiano every year up. left. He, he went scoring more and more. So, but I like several strikers. I mean, Haaland's a complete different striker. I mean, when I was at Feyenoord a couple of years ago, we played a friendly game in pre-season against Salzburg. And he already impressed with, eighteen, I think, 17, 18 years old. Big, strong, good technique. So, well, of course, I still look, like to see other strikers. Do you see anything... I'm not looking for revel- revelations here, but do you, did you see anything in Benzema's game that, that altered, apart from him not having to, to work for Cristiano, which no, he did? not only work, but, I mean... You, you, I mean, you, you've, maybe you know Spanish football better than I do, but, I mean, you know, in the Madrid team, it was... All about Ronaldo, yes. as it was in the Barca team. All about Messi. Yes. And, and I mean, I don't say. And Benzema made his goals as well, but not that many. But now, in the moment, yeah, like he stepped up his game. Did, but did I mean, he? because last year, I mean, I think he won the Ballon d'Or. Was the only one, and the year before, Lewandowski should have won it. Of the other year, they didn't yeah. give it. Yeah. Because he was ama- he's amazing for a couple of years as well. So, yeah. and, and I like. I mean, the, the only evolution I see generally is that some teams. Yeah, I like the classic number nine in, in, in ah. team, and I think Lewandowski is, Benzema is a classic number nine, Giroud, and sometimes now you see teams... <laughs> he was a guest on, no, this, no, but on, I, our, on our interview, he, he's, a, he's a marvellous no, man but to I speak mean, to. You see as well, uh, now City, he, they didn't play, I think, the last two years with a real number nine, now with Haaland they have one again, maybe I forget a couple of like Giroud, is, uh, you see the, the countries, I like even Bayern now this year, they play without... Because they had, I think, the Bayern history, there was always a classic number nine. Chopomoting is, is surprising everybody, but you don't care. Or you, you, no, but you, he, he was always the, the, the substitute of Lewandowski. He was, but nobody can believe No, and he's doing, yeah, but at the beginning of the season, he didn't play. I think he, I know he was injured, but, and he's doing really well at the moment, but you know what I mean. I do, and all I wonder. That's why I think Nagelsmann in the beginning got the question as well. Eh, okay, Lewandowski's going, but who are you going to bring back? Bring a nine, bring a nine. Bring a nine, because if you see. I mean, I've been part of the strikers of the Bayern history as well. If you see all the names through the years, who has been the striker from, I think, from Gerd Müller, Jean-Pierre Papin, myself, uh, Giovanni Albert, Klinsmann, and I, I forgot, I think, uh, uh, Ricitelli, Macanelli. Who is the big guy of the 99 final? Uh, shaven head, gigantic. No, but yet, of course, then after me, you had uh, Luca Toni, Gomez, Mandzukic. Yeah. Uh, Lewandowski, big, so big they, guys. they always had it. No, not big, but always had a, 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 a classic number nine. And now with, with Lewandowski leaving, I mean, Chupomoting, I think he, he can play in every position. That's why I think they, they, brought him, they brought him in a couple of years to play in, in several positions. In those days, he was a bench player. Yeah, because Lewandowski, he, was never, he, was always, he, play, he always played. So when you, when you, you're making me jump around completely here, but I, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> you mean I'm the centre half and you can read what, yeah, 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 I knew, yeah. I knew. You can skip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we've got that out in the table. When will we open yeah. this? Let's get this? Let's get this open. Well, I have to drive. So but when, you, when, you're, when you're at Bayern, was Gutmuller around? Because they, I they, remember the first they, time I met him. My transfer took way too long. But because of Lindoiro? Yeah. Yeah, they were, he was, they, they no, were, that doesn't matter. They I mean, were shit about that. No, they because were. I remember, because of course, after the season, there were some contract issues with when I, when I signed there. They didn't treat you right. No, 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 no it's, not, it's, it's not that treating me right. I mean, I came from Tenerife, of course. I could stay in the Premier Division, but 
contract more or less same that if you do well we're going to discuss again and then the first year we were champion I was second I scored 22 22 23 goals in the season but that doesn't matter then when the golden shoe they wanted to speak and then I said too late but too late I, I, and I wanted to make it after four years with all the success we had you want to make a step up and then yeah. at the end a couple of teams were, were interested and Bayern Barcelona Barcelona Valencia and, and Bayern and then of course I had a conversation with uh, Rumenike called me of course already knew through my agent that they were interesting and they were the, also the ones who wanted to pay but it's a good phone call to get when he says no I know of course hi this uh, is Carl Heinz no no I knew because I mean my agent said uh, uh, Rumenike will call you the tomorrow about no I already knew they were interested and then you you expect when you go back from Holly that it's already done but so I had to start training again and then you go in pre-season and then yeah they don't, they don't let you play the friendly games because they're scared to be injured so and I was a, I want to play yeah, yeah. this is you sitting in Bavaria no, no I'm tra- no 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 not I, ready, no, no, not no, no I was in Spain ah it was in the beginning I was in Spain because I started pre-season yeah, yeah. yeah. when the league st- when this team starts training and you're, you're still they you're didn't, in, you're in nowhere. No, no, they have. They didn't sell you yet, so you have to train. But then you get the friendly games in pre-season. And yeah, I want to play. No, 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 you can't play because we we don't want you to get injured. Yeah, they sell me. And then finally, it was the day of the Teresa Herrera. My agent was in. Which is the for everybody. This yeah, is the, the big friendly, tournament. For it's the friendly, big, with yeah, the, the biggest the, trophy in the history yeah, of the world. It's too heavy. It's the size of a building. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's there are always good opponents for that. So the, my yeah. agent was there, and then he called me. It's done. We leave tomorrow to Bayern, so then you come in Germany, and then you have to, like my wife went straight away to you know, to find schools and, and a house, and I went for for the medical with Miller Wolfhard, and then at the end of the day, then yeah, like I said, the presentation was five, and then around four, my age going, oh, there's no presentation. So why? Then you think no something. First you think something went wrong in your medical, but yeah. I never had injuries or what, and then then it was like I think that was the first year from the five percent for the your education. The teams from tw- uh, where you were from, from 12 to 18, okay. they had an amount for the way, how do you say Formation. It? Your, your formation, that was the first year. Yeah. And I think normally like 5%, so the selling club has from the, from the 100, not 5%, and they said, no, no, we don't pay that. So they have to uh, buy So that it. would have been Deport to Vitesse? Or to no, to no, to more. I mean, it's also amateur clubs. I mean, I, wow. it's one of my amateurs from 12 years I think wow. to, until 18 or 20. But so you, some you can of find the Bayern money, formation you need money, to go from the only, to all your formation only, clubs. Only if you change from country, because I mean, one of my amateur clubs, you know, they, they, they made new dressing rooms and they asked me, Fantastic. when you're in Holland, can you, can you open it? For the amateur clubs, I mean, Ian Robbins club I think because he changed country it's yeah. only when you change country if yeah. you change clubs within the country then let's for the people back at home name, name the amateur club that got new dressing rooms uh, uh, Blauwit was, and I only was there for one year no but they, they, they decided to spend the money in that it's I mean, sensational it's like for every year it's, you know how it works percentage wise yeah so uh, it still is I think but only if you, if you change country I, I honestly didn't know. Because even Vitesse got quite, they got the biggest amount. That's what I thought. Because I, I was there from 16 to, yeah. to 22, so they got from the whole. I'm going cru- to be cruel. No, now. But so, so the, but the, 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 team that, the team that turned you down in Holland. Yeah, was the, uh, I know. They didn't get any money, right? No, no but I mean, the, so that the thing was because then yeah. my, my agents, they had to pay 5% for the, for the formation. But then they said, no, no, we don't do that. So that's why, so I was five days in the hotel do, doing nothing because I couldn't train. And then uh, I remember one evening, Hoeneß, he came to really? the, Uli Hoeneß came to the hotel and said, tomorrow morning you train. 
And then during the, I think then, I, I don't know, you have to ask him, but I think there was like a pressure, you know, we, we're going to let him train so the people see he will train and then finally... Get yeah, the deal done. Yeah, my, my HME, we had to do something as well to, to, to fix it. So I said, I want, just fix it. I want, I want you to said, look, I'll reduce something yeah. in my yeah. money. Yeah. Nice. No, but I want to play. So, so, and then the league in Germany already started because at that time, the, you know, the Spanish league always started last weekend of August, August. the first weekend of September. And yeah. in Germany, they start three weeks earlier. So because of I, the winter pause? No, but they have the, to start German league, to the Dutch league always starts early as well. So then my, when I came, they already played once and uh, they had already one league game behind them. Then they went to Hanover and I was not eligible because of the paperwork. Was, for the paperwork. So I, I had to train with Bjorn Andersen. He was like the rehab coach. So when you're f- medical fit, the last part of the team, he said, no, he's in Munich, you train with him. Okay, because the team is in Hanover. Okay, so I trained and then afterwards I come back in the, in the, in, in the building and there comes a uh, little, little old guy, uh, old little guy comes in Tin uh, uh, and I didn't recognize it. And then he brings it. Gray, this I is this, yeah, Roy kind of brings, This is Gerd Müller. No, but he, I mean, everybody knows his story, and you see, yeah, you know, oh, it's this Gerd Müller, of course. And then you, you know quickly as, 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 uh, when you're there the story behind it that he was really down. He, he was and an alcoholic, and then he was in real trouble. And, and like buying with Hönes up front, they picked him up from there, and they. They looked after him. Yeah, they, they, got him, they got him back and within a club. And at that moment, he was like an assistant from the, from the second team. So I've seen, we, we didn't speak that many times because he was a quite yeah. uh, humble and silent. Physically, what did he look? Because he, was, no, he, he, he didn't look like the bomber everybody the knows. Bomber. The, no, but, he was, but, he, but even as the bomber, no, he, was okay he, he was a small guy as a striker. Yeah, he, he was not that. I mean, but like you, you see what, what he went through, that you, you saw it. But he was really nice. I mean, all the Champions League games, he went, away, he went with us. I mean, not with us, but like with the partners from the team. Yeah. I mean, it's traveling Gerd Müller. I mean, he's the biggest striker Bayern has ever had. And probably because I remember we were invited with the team for Beckenbauer's, I don't know if it was his 60th or 65th birthday in a big hotel. And then he said, he said the biggest part of the evening, he said, Gerd Müller is, is doing a speech, what he normally does. And Beckenbauer said, I mean, everybody said about success, all success, we had with Germany and with Bayern it's because of him because he scored all the goals he was a phenomenon right? I don't know I forget if you were old enough to see much of him no, I, not I, remember the, I remember the 74 goal <laughs> no, when you play at Bayern you, you see goals of them because every striker who comes in will be compared with him and I think that's more than uh, actually it's an honour because he's apart from the fact what Lewandowski has done in those years it's eh, ridiculous the amount of goals he scored but I think Gerd will always be his, his ability to swivel, his movement, his sharpness, his, his strength, even though he was small. These things yeah, yeah, stand yeah. out for me. And also, he was, he was, I don't know where the spirit came from, but in those days, neither Bayern or West Germany, as it was when yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah. older than much older no, than no, you, no. they were never beaten. They were never beaten until the lights were off and everybody's gone home, and even then they'd score a goal. Shit, um, you never beat them. But who said it once? Was it not Gary Lineker? <laughs> Football's a game of 11-11 and then the Germans win. Yeah, or something like that. <laughs> no, but you know, until the final whistle is gone. No, but I mean, with Gerd Müller, I think he's one of the few from the big countries who scored more goals than he played Nekapsi has for the national team. And at that time, with all respect, they only played against the big countries. They didn't play... Lithuania every second No, I won't mention names, but I think everybody knows what I mean. 
what what changed in you at Munich? What did it teach you? What, what did pressure do for you? No, not as pressure. I mean, I think every player wants to see where his bar is. I mean, of course, I, I was in Deportivo's like it was not the biggest club in Spain, but this was, I think, in Spain you had, you had Madrid, Barca, uh, then Atletico, and then you had a couple of clubs below, and I think with Valencia, Deportivo. Uh, Real Sociedad in that time because they had a good season as well yes. just below the top clubs because I mean I think in Spain only six teams in the whole history have become champion in, uh, of the Spanish league that's already says enough I think in different in other countries you have more teams have been champion maybe if it's just once and we conceded it once with, with Deportivo but I mean in Bayern the, from the day I was there you feel we need to win at, at Deportivo we want to win the Bayern, we have to be champion. If not, we want to be champion. We have to be champion, and we have to win the cup. And I think the whole club, you felt it in the whole club. If if you were like eh, with the back, how you say, with the people backroom behind, staff. yeah, the, over the backroom staff, with all the other people in the in the offices, well, everybody, sponsors, fans, yeah, but uh, yeah, fans as well. But the fans, of course, they want to win. But I mean, the whole club, it's, it's, the ambience was like, eh, we need to win. You like that? Yeah. No, but you felt you, you go into that in that flow straight away. Everything was about Saturday, three eh, thirty. How, how much? I have three. They say here. How much? <laughs> um, how much did it matter more than the fact they'd studied you? The fact you'd scored that hat trick against them I don't for Deportivo Laguna. They th- never mentioned that. Of course, I mean, because uh, in my time, I think Wolfgang Dremler, who was that time one of the scouts, he scouted yeah. me, and he, I think, probably uh, uh, eh, knowing Bayern they don't sign a player on one game so they already follow me no. and I think maybe this was for them the but when I know because they said because of course they wanted also a striker who also uh, runs behind defense mm. and that was one of my strengths as well used because I was quite fast to use the spaces behind defense so that was one of the qualities and of course if you score four times against them in two games that maybe gives them the final decision with but even yeah. to this day, you write it in big letters, Deportivo La Coruña, Bayern Munich 3-2. Yeah. You know, to, for Depor to beat Bayern Munich, even no, in those days when you went round Europe beating all the, the big guys yeah, but this was what I think and to score the, three. But I think this was the first big team we beat away from home. I think in that time, I think we were the first Spanish club beating Bayern in, in, Munich. in, in, in Munich. I think you're right. Not even Barca or Madrid has done no. it before. Talking about that game. No, but I mean, it's just like you said about the mentality of we have to win trophies. Because, I mean, my first year we were second, and they said, okay, that can happen one year. But then this, my, yeah, then we won two years in a row the double with mm-hmm. the league and the cup. And then my, my fourth on the end last year, we were fourth in the league. And then you know they're going to... It's a disaster. Everybody out. A, no, that's a, no, not everybody out, but they're going to... But they bought Klosser and... Uh, no, first they had Luca Tony. Look at no, Tony. No, but, no, but uh, Santa Cruz, he already left to Blackburn. Rocky went away, yeah. Uh, Pizarro, he went... Yeah, and the contract he went to Chelsea. Yeah, and, and so then in that moment it was they brought to, Tony and at the end closer. I was still there and they had Podolski. They brought him the year before. Holy no, but I I didn't have to go. But then if you're I know when I came, Giovanni Elba was still there. The new the new one will play. And then yeah, you can decide do I stay here for one more year, get my minutes because I know the new one's going to play. That's that's go. And then yeah. You got, uh, I got uh, quite some offers, but in the end I thought, now after 10 years abroad, it's time to go home, because 
I never mentioned all the clubs. One, I always said Werder Bremen wanted to wanted me because yeah. I thought, oh, okay, we we sell closer, then we bring him back. No, but I called Klaus, and that time Klaus Alves was the sport. Oh, another good striker. And I called him personally to say I can't play for another team in Germany than Bayern. No, he said, uh, so I just wanted to say that I, uh, it's nice that you think of me, but uh, he said no. He, he, I said he liked it that I called him personally to say that I, I wouldn't come to them and why, and he respected it.